0: Podcast. Now, hey, get up, get loud, the- Podcast. Now- to Pumping Up the Podcast. I'm your host, Elise Eldridge. And today we're going to be breaking down season two, episode 13 of Hannah Montana. It's called I Want You to Want Me to Go to Florida. And my guest today is my good friend, Alana Feynman. Hi. Hello. (laughs) I'm very glad to have you here for this episode. Did I request this one? No, I I will. I don't think so. I I don't think specifically because like, so this is the first episode Selena Gomez is in. And-,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you recently, like, watched all of Wizards of Waverly Place for your show. And uh, and so I think there was, like, an unspoken agreement that, like, you'd be here for, like, at least some of the Selena Gomez content. And then yesterday I was getting ready to plan the next batch of recordings I'm doing. And I looked at this and I was like, oh, this is the first Selena Gomez episode, obviously I'm going to offer it to you. (laughs) Although I think she's in like a lot of the remaining seasons, So we'll have to figure out which ones you want to (laughs) do.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, this feels like one that I would request specifically from you. Mm -hmm. Much like how I did with Dolly. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Well, so this one, (laughs) I want you to want me to go to Florida. I, this, this episode has a very unique memory associated with it for me. I have this memory of, um, I think I she was staying at my house. I, I like was hanging out with an old friend of mine uh, back in 2007. <laughs> and we were like trying to decide what we were going to do. And she was like, we could watch I Want You to Want Me to Go to Florida. Because it had like <laughs> been that week's episode of Hannah Montana. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that's the memory I have. For this episode, I don't remember if we actually ended up watching it together or not. (laughs) I know I had seen this before, but I don't remember if it was with that friend that time when she said the full title of the episode. (laughs) For some reason, it just lodged itself in my brain as, like, being very funny that she, like, said the whole thing.
1: (laughs) Well, that's hilarious. That's why. (laughs) It's subjectively funny as shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) so how about you any any memories for this episode that like came to the surface
1: yeah i remember about 99 percent of it going into it this was just one of those that stuck with me i don't know if it's because i watched hannah montana through like right when disney plus became a thing but mm-hmm. even right when i did that rewatch i was like i feel like i remember 95 percent of the episode just going into it something <laughs> yeah. about it just there's a lot of iconic moments in it um this was one where I was like, oh, I feel like I am, you know, 12 again, <laughs> watching it for the first time.
0: <laughs> it's yeah, this, fresh
1: in my mind.
0: <laughs> this definitely has a lot of interesting moments to it. However, I think in the scope of, like, the episodes we've had lately, this one is so tame in comparison. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, compared to... So last week's episode was um, the one where she it's like the wonderful life parody where like she oh, becomes yeah. Hannah all the time. And Miley never existed. Like that's like on some other shit, you know? Like, <laughs> and like the Jake Ryan stuff, it's pretty intense. And you know, that's true. <laughs> and you know, this wasn't as like gimmicky. I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for, but like compare this to say the perfume episode, yeah. or the mannequin episode, like this, this is pretty tame as far as Hannah Montana (laughs) is concerned.
1: And this one had like some true shit in it, you know, like there's like an actual lesson and there's like actual parenting and we like reach a resolution at the end. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I still have some thoughts about how they could have like maybe improved upon like the ending of the episode and everything. But, but yeah, I mean, all things considered, I think it's very solid. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, it, some of these, you know, we go on a journey. <laughs> and this, I don't think, was one of them. Yes. Yeah. It, it was very, like, clean cut and, like... Yeah. It, it was pretty polished. I I have my quibbles, but...
1: <laughs> Sorry. You know. Coughing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so we open this episode back on the Colin Laster show... <laughs> It's we have the not real seen him,
1: deal, right? It's called yes.
0: weird. <laughs> the real deal with Colin Lasseter. Um, we we haven't seen him since the perfume episode, which you were on. Uh, <laughs> fun little parallel. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's pretty much only in the episodes with Selena Gomez from this point forward. Like, I think it's like a framing device for their ongoing plot. Yeah, uh, and so Selena Gomez's character is named Michaela. She is here and hannah's also here they're both they're like giving a joint interview to colin laster basically
1: and it is it's michaela like share right
0: <laughs> do they <laughs> say that in this or do they say that in a later
1: one it's just it's just like her only name right she has no last name yeah
0: i i'm pretty sure they don't say at least in this episode they don't say what her last name is and <laughs> played by selena gomez and i i have to talk about this um this opening where she's singing this song called "If Cupid Had a Heart" and it is so clearly not Selena Gomez's voice. Yeah, and it's I don't so know. Cool. Clearly, she's
1: lip syncing. Yeah, <laughs> I remember this though. Sorry, I'm cat sitting and I'm allergic to cats, so I've got a little like cat hair in my throat. That's why I keep like, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> dying. Um, but like, so I'm not a fan of Selena Gomez as a singer. Mm -hmm. and i contribute this performance to be what sparked that planted that seed for me um (laughs) (laughs) i know that like i know now that it's not her but i do remember Mm -hmm. being a child being like this song kind of slaps but she's not very good at singing it um Which is a mentality that I still hold about Melina, uh, about Selena Gomez as a musician today, <laughs> where she has songs that are, like, kind of bops, but I think that she's a bad singer, and I think that she's not good at singing them.
0: You know, I have very mixed feelings on Selena Gomez as a singer. I I don't out and out have beef with it or anything. I, I mean, I just find a lot of her songs to not be particularly interesting. I... I do like lots of them. I like Bad Liar a lot. I like, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess yeah, I can't name other ones. Yeah, uh,
1: once you've heard one, <laughs> <laughs> That's not very. Nice. <laughs> I, you know, it doesn't matter what I think because she has more money than I'll ever have, and it's like clearly, I. I
0: I have some of her albums. I didn't pay for them or anything, but, like, I have them if I want to listen to them.
1: (laughs) She has more Instagram followers than anybody in the world, so who cares what I think, but...
0: (laughs) But, yeah, this is definitely not her singing on this track. It's definitely someone who's, like, 10 to 20 years older than her.
1: Absolutely.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's very jarring, and... Like, we've talked about Disney Channel was like really trying to make Selena Gomez happen. And they, for like a long time, were like looking for different vehicles for her. And like every Disney star of that time had to at least have a passable singing voice because chances are they were going to foist a singing career on them. Yeah. So, why not have Selena Gomez sing? Did they just, did they just like maybe not have time to get her in the booth? Like, what? I I'm genuinely very curious as to why it wasn't her singing and why it was some like 35 year old lady.
1: <laughs> I, you know, I feel like we could speculate about it all day, you know, um, mm-hmm. maybe they already had it recorded for something else. Um, you know, maybe they just had the track already. And even though Disney has all the money in the world, I know they're always trying to like skimp on money. So I don't know <laughs> um, who's to say. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it's apparently this song is a top 10 hit in the HMU, which, okay. I mean, (laughs) it kind of sounds like Tell It to My Heart by Taylor Dane from like the 80s. (laughs)
1: But no, it's If Cupid Had a Heart. Uh, See, I think it's catchy. And that might be why I think it's good. Is just because it's catchy and I can't tell the difference. I, I do appreciate that. The subject matter is a little more mature than a lot of mm-hmm. like Hannah Montana songs, which are just mm-hmm. like, I have two lives and I'm a cute girl. You know, this is about <laughs> like, you know, clearly Michaela's gone through something, you know, she's working exactly. through something. Um, <laughs> there's, you know, there's a romantic interest at play. Um, and I enjoy hearing, you know, these girls become women, you know, um, I am appreciating <laughs> the elevated subject matter. Um, it's weird to me that all of Hannah's songs are like chart toppers, um, with their current, I know, but we've talked about all this before, um, (laughs) point being, I appreciated like a a more mature sound coming from one of Hannah's peers, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think like the songs that aren't about a double life that she has, I mean, there's, like, if we were a movie, there's uh, One in a Million. There's, uh, I, mean, I mean, Bigger Than Us isn't about a double life, but it's still very, like,
1: young. <laughs> yeah, frankly, I think it's good for Hannah to have this kind of healthy competition. Uh, I think Michaela turns it into something that's not healthy. Um, but, you know, it's good to, you know, have, you know, rivals. Yeah, like I... That. I-
0: I will say I really love that we're finally getting like an arc in Hannah world yeah. and that we're getting conflict in Hannah world that isn't rooted in the double life scenario. I really like that we now have like a rival for Hannah. Um, Cause I, I feel like, and and this is, I mean, it's not inherently a bad thing, but so many of these plots are about school or your older brother or your friends and like she's a pop star like i want more plots about her life as a pop star yeah and so i'm really glad that we're getting that in this episode and like sure it ends up mostly being a family conflict episode but uh i like that it has conflict in the hannah world that is completely has nothing to do with the double life
1: you know, one could say that in terms of conflict, we are getting a little bit of the best of both worlds, you know?
0: <laughs> one could say that. <laughs> so on Colin Lasser's show, The Real Deal, Hannah and Michaela are both there. Michaela finishes singing her song. Um, it's worth noting that Michaela's hair throughout this episode is peak Disney Channel best friend hair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's there's one cutaway to her later in the episode that I was just like, that is just carbon copy Miranda Lizzie McGuire hair. Yep. Um but so in this scene, her brown Selena Gomez hair that we all know has like red in the bottom of it. It's like it's like just like dip dye basically. Yeah. And then she also has like a red fedora with like a black feather in it and like Just like 15 red bracelets.
1: (laughs) It's because she's evil, so it's red. And she has brown hair. That's how you know.
0: Yeah, you're saying that she's the devil is what you're getting at.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The devil's music.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So Colin's, like, interviewing them about how, like, there's – they're, they're in chart competition for each other or whatever. And Hannah's like, oh, no, there's enough room in the music world for both of us. And Michaela says something like, I think I wrote this right. Absolutely, positively.
1: Yes, Which, absolutely, positively. I remember. Okay,
0: okay. Something like that. It's absolutely, positively. Yeah, it's very obnoxious. It is. But then as soon as the camera stops rolling, uh... Hannah's like, oh Michaela, it's it's really nice to meet you. I'm actually like a really big fan of yours. And Michaela's like, that's fun. I hate you. (laughs) And that sounds like an exaggeration. That is not. She full stop says, I hate you. you That's the line. I (laughs) I did laugh out loud. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So Hannah and Michaela are, I guess, apparently getting ready to perform a charity concert in Florida. Uh, for, and this is another interesting little callback, the United People's Relief Fund, which was the charity that they were working on in that episode. Uh,
1: It's the only charity out there, as we all know. Yeah, and
0: I I was trying to figure out this concert, because at face level, it really sounds like it's maybe like a festival-type concert, like a Live Aid or, you know, something like that. But... For all that we're given, it really sounds like it's just these two girls performing at it. It's like it's like a, a double header concert and like that's kind of it.
1: You know, and especially if like if she is so brand new, she couldn't be any more than like Hannah's opener, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Michaela basically asserts that she is going to outshine Hannah at this concert, and she's going to take all of her fans. She says this, like, four times throughout the episode, that she's going to steal all of her fans, which I... uh, (laughs) Like, I don't... (laughs) Well, Hannah Montana's music is very specific, I feel like... (laughs) Well, like, least, it'd be hard to, like, steal away the fan base.
1: As we all know, you're only allowed to be a fan of one musician at a time. That is what Stan Twitter
0: would lead you to believe, I've noticed. There
1: is no world in which you can have, you can be fans of two different people.
0: Yeah. You can have only
1: one. You have to, like, exchange your card at the door, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, if you want to get one CD, you have to break the other one in half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You have to return it.
0: yeah, you have to get your money back. <laughs> hurt the chart sales of the other person. <laughs> not just not just don't buy from them. You have to actively hurt those chart sales.
1: Look, I don't make the rules.
0: So, yeah, so this concert's in Florida, but hence the name of the episode. Also, Michaela's manager is here. and I, I was very curious as to if it's a similar situation where this woman is Michaela's mother. They don't seem to say that, but they also, I mean, so the manager's played by Cameron Manheim, who's like in a ton of things. And, and in the credits, it's like special appearance by Cameron Manheim, which I thought was funny. <laughs> um, but, but she and Robbie Ray kind of spar with each other and she's like, nobody talks to my client that way. And then Robbie Ray says stuff. And he's like, well, my client, this and this. And I'm like, okay, but is she Michaela's mom? <laughs> I don't think so, but... I would believe like, it. Like, yeah. I mean, I they don't really look alike, but... <laughs> but I, I, I believe that the show would ask us to buy something like that.
1: You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: so, uh, I guess... It's it's just like war from the jump with these two girls and also their manager slash maybe parents. I don't remember what it is that they initially fight about. I know what they later fight about. But during this initial fight, Michaela's manager says that Robbie Ray should shave the ferret off of his face, which was actually a very good burn, even though we yeah. all know he doesn't <laughs> have to shave it. He can just pull it off. <laughs> it's like she knows, you know. Maybe she does. I mean, Ooh, okay.
1: Hannah Montana a conspiracy hour.
0: <laughs> I, I get hung up on this, and I've talked about this like 50 times on the show, so I'm sorry, but Robbie Ray does not go by a different name when he's dealing with Hannah. <laughs> he's still Robbie Ray, who was a former country singer and who is, you know, Miley Stewart's parent. Why is he wearing a disguise? I know we've talked about it so much, but why? Why does he wear the disguise? He doesn't need it. He's not fooling anyone. He's not
1: pretending to be somebody else. Especially because Michaela's manager is so full of, like, sick burns that this would have opened up a whole other world of sick burns. Um, Especially because so much of her sick burns were centered around, like giddy up cowboy and like <laughs> <laughs> you and all your cam folk <laughs> uh which i guess is a I mean, familial reference but
0: yeah but like that's the thing robbie ray is still robbie ray the country singer even when he's being hannah montana's manager because he's not pretending that he has a different name so yeah, she but probably knows who neurology. robbie ray is
1: <laughs> she she probably does but
0: you know <laughs> she's old enough to have you know she, they're like probably the same age
1: they probably are. I mean, they have two similarly <laughs> aged daughters.
0: Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's
1: essentially the rest of the scene. They like
0: start filming the rest of the show, but it's more of the same, basically. And then back at the house, uh, Miley's bragging to Lily about how she's going to take Michaela down, and Robbie Ray is on the phone again with Michaela's manager, and this time it they're arguing about dressing rooms at this benefit concert because apparently. They're currently set to share a dressing room, and Michaela's manager is arguing that they should have separate dressing rooms, and Robbie Ray's like, no way, they're only getting one. And it sure makes it sound like Robbie Ray is the organizer of this event, that he has the power to decide the stuff with dressing rooms, and again, I'm like, what's the deal with this Benefit concert? Is it genuinely just these two girls? And if so, why is Robbie Ray, like, the sole planner for it? That Because it's not like they're having a disagreement. It's like she's trying to convince Robbie Ray to give them a separate dressing room. So, like, it's in Robbie Ray's hands. I'm very confused by the logistics for this
1: concert. (laughs) Yeah, I had all of the exact same thoughts. I can't say it any better than you just did.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean... And then, because... I mean, jumping ahead a little bit, Hannah then has to pull out of the concert. Does that mean that it would have just been a solo Michaela show? And, like, that's the whole benefit?
1: See, this is where, like... I don't know why I got the impression that it was going to be like all of the acts sharing one big dressing room a la, like, you know, the Miss America pageants where they all, or it's like 50 people all in one big, huge room. And it was just Michaela wanting to be in her own while the other you know 20 acts were in their own huge thing yeah um i guess now that i think about it there was no language to suggest that but i just assumed that it was gonna be no
0: it's what i assumed too because it really sounds like it's like a big charity benefit with like a ton of acts and i mean the other thing is why doesn't robbie ray want them to have two separate dressing rooms
1: (laughs) yeah um
0: it he kind of implies that because it's for charity, they don't want to like have the expense of a second dressing room. But he's also very much aware of the rivalry between his daughter and this other girl. And I can also see him wanting them to have separate dressing rooms so that like Michaela doesn't try to get in her head. But they never explain it. And, like, it doesn't really matter. We never actually <laughs> see the concert. We don't really get there. <laughs> Which <laughs> I was upset
1: about. I wanted
0: to Me see too. Something. <laughs> Me too. They should have at least shown us, you know, one little throwaway clip like they do with, you know, a lot of the openings of episodes where it's just, like, a little bit of a Hannah concert. I would have liked to have seen that as, like, some closure. That was, my, that was one of my gripes with the episode.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think that if it was truly just the two of them giving a concert... I think Robbie Ray would be like, yeah, get your own fucking dressing room so that my daughter can have her own fucking dressing room. Right? Um, I think the fact that it was if if it were truly more people, which I think it was, then it would be extra weird for, you know, 29 of them to be in one room. And then Michaela gets her own. Um, yeah. yeah, that's what makes me think it's a huge benefit concert doesn't answer the question of whether or not Robbie Ray is the one that organized it. It is weird that, you know. Michaela's manager is trying to make that flex with him Um, yeah she's
0: like trying to like plead their case basically on why they should get a separate dressing room and i'm like why aren't you talking to the like to anybody else to the venue you know (laughs) like maybe they only have one dressing room (laughs) yeah who knows
1: (laughs) yeah i don't know maybe she was just trying to flex
0: yeah yeah. Uh we then get like a very brief little scene of Miley wanting to go get a new Hannah outfit and then like Miley and Lily are like discussing various outfits but being like very non-specific. It doesn't have any bearing on the plot. They leave the room and then Robbie Ray hears Jackson out on the deck moaning. <laughs> push yeah so he's he's on this workout machine and robbie Ray's like are you working out on that contraption or giving birth to it which like i did think was a pretty good line yeah because that is what it sounded like it sounded yeah. like he was giving birth
1: oh jason earls was giving us so much this episode and i've really appreciated it
0: yeah he really went above and beyond in like
1: a lot of <laughs> like a lot of ways
0: yeah yeah Uh, Robbie Ray basically says to Jackson that like that that machine isn't much of a workout and like doesn't really impress him and that when he was a kid they couldn't afford workout equipment so he lifted cows and also Aunt Pearl Um, (laughs) poor Aunt
1: Pearl Aunt Pearl I suspect has I don't know how much we've gone about Aunt Pearl thus far but I do believe there's a case for Aunt Pearl having undiagnosed uh, uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome (laughs) 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 um i don't know what i thought you were gonna say it was not that (laughs) just because there's a lot of talk about her having facial hair um and she seems to have issues with her weight Mm -hmm. um she seems a little mood swingy my assumption is that she probably has painful periods based all that she has (laughs) (laughs) she seems like she has like extra androgens in her blood which is like a classic sign of pcos <laughs> um i think that and like all she has to do is like schedule a follow-up with her ob it's very easily diagnosable with um an ultrasound you know um but y- you know it, you know how disney channel loves to make fun of women with facial hair that's like a main joke that they have <laughs> um I and I think we i make a chase for
0: for for humanizing poor Aunt Pearl who's always the butt of the joke who I don't yeah. think we ever even meet. We don't. We meet Uncle Earl, we do not meet Aunt Pearl. Oh, speaking <laughs> of, do you know what who is Aunt Pearl in the family lineage because Uncle Earl is Robbie Ray's brother. Is Aunt Pearl his wife? It's got to be. Earl and Pearl. Or is she a sister? Oh, well. Because aren't Uncle Earl and Aunt Pearl married? I feel like they're
1: always mentioned together, but maybe it's just. They must be, because why would their parents name their children um, Earl, Pearl, Robbie Ray, and Bobby Ray, you know? I think you mean Robert Ray and Robert Ray. (laughs) Robert and Bobbert. Um. You know that would be an interesting parenting choice. My guess is that they're probably married. Yeah, yeah, maybe know. both. I don't know. They live in Tennessee. <laughs> Brother, sister isn't allowed in Tennessee.
0: Cousin is allowed.
1: <laughs> I I don't know. It's not been... even
0: one of the states where it's allowed. I don't know. We've never been we there.
1: Shouldn't,
0: <laughs> we shouldn't talk to Tennessee. We don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Apologies to all Tennesseans who listen to
1: the pod. (laughs) Sorry, I'm starting beef for you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Uncle Earl and Aunt Pearl get a lot of mentions lately. And I think it is because they're leading up to the episode that Uncle Earl is in, which we're not that far away from. (laughs) I feel like I've talked about them so much lately. (laughs) Um, But so, uh, yeah, so Jackson basically challenges Robbie Ray to use the machine And at this point, I'm like, how much did Jackson spend on buying this thing? Because isn't his whole thing that he doesn't have much money and he's always, like, needing money? And so he, like, tries to pick up extra hours at the surf surf shack and, like, also ask his dad for money. And it was, like, a big deal when he got to buy a car. Yeah. And now he's just bought this, like, workout machine. (laughs) (laughs) And, I mean, they're expensive, right? They
1: are really expensive.
0: I'm very surprised that he decided to prioritize this. I guess maybe he sees it as an investment in that he'll get swole and then can have like a girlfriend and maybe she'll be rich. I don't know. But
1: I guess. But I mean, uh, Jackson goes through a lot of hobbies, you know, he's not one to like really commit to one. So my guess is that this is just more of a phase and then he'll get bored of it, you know?
0: I mean, that further makes me question how much he spent on this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. and why he chose this um but jackson cranks up the machine while robbie ray is on it and it literally sends him it
1: catapults him <laughs> off the deck like a fucking slingshot it's and the dummy that flies the across dummy
0: oh my so god so funny <laughs> whenever they use a dummy on this show it's always like it's always like a scarecrow dressed <laughs> in like human clothes it's so lifeless (laughs) like it's not like they get like a crash test dummy or like a mannequin or whatever no it's always like this completely
1: limp it's just like a cloth bag yeah it's like a burlap sack with clothes on it that they sent over the deck it's like stuff full of cotton (laughs) yeah exactly that's what it looks like they set
0: off like a life-size voodoo doll. it's <laughs> <Like, laughs> exactly the vibe. <laughs> uh, but so after this happens, Robbie Ray can barely walk. And then Lily had like an interesting little anecdote here where she said that whenever her dad throws out his back, which it sounds like happens a lot based on this story. Yeah, I'm like he needs help. But <laughs> um, and isn't her dad played by like John Cryer, who like wasn't that old at this point? I so- think so. I'm I have further questions but when her dad throws his back out he can't do anything except lie on the dining room table and last thanksgiving they had to eat around him and then he had a muscle spasm <laughs> that sent giblets everywhere
1: <laughs> and i'm like why were you eating the giblets why were they on the table <laughs> i you know i i did laugh out loud at that particular line it was whole- funny <laughs> the, the true earnestness that she, like, it was, like, a true, like, acting performance. Again, everybody gave us so much. <laughs> All of the actors gave yeah. us so much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so at this point, they're concerned that Robbie Ray isn't going to be able to make the Florida trip. Um, So Roxy comes over uh, to help fix his back. And they, like, strap him into this different machine. It's one of those, like, boards that has, like...
1: Like yeah, wheels it's one of those, like I mean like ha- suspension boards or what they're yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah.
0: So they, like, they strap them into that and and then Roxy like hits it like it's like the wheel on wheel of fortune and it goes <laughs> like spinning a full 360 degrees like really fast over and over again. And then the next shot we get is like Robbie Ray like in a back brace and a neck brace, like so hobbling into the house. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know how it would've like snapped his neck when he's like strapped to it. I mean, maybe his like head wasn't secured.
1: It must have been like I mean, depending on the direction of it, I could see like a whiplash thing. If mm-hmm. it was like going forward instead of back, so his head like mm-hmm. went forward. It was yeah. probably a whiplash situation.
0: I mean, no matter what, it would have sucked. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> just like, curious about how much it actually injured him versus like made him insanely nauseous for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Robbie at this point is like, I definitely can't manage a five hour flight. And then Jackson suggests that they put him in a coffin for the plane. And Miley's like, yeah, we can get him a little portable DVD player. The time will just fly by.
1: Also, so I thought it was a fun suggestion. I'm pretty sure a flight from Los Angeles to what I assume is like Orlando. That's mm-hmm. like seven hours. Five is generous, you know, that is a snappy, snappy flight for like a commercial flight. especially because that way you've got, like, the updraft, so it's always a little longer to go east than it is to go west. Well, we later find out
0: that this flight has, like, a layover in Denver, which I don't quite get because they're flying from Malibu, California. So, like, already kind of even with Florida on the map in, like, horizontal-wise. So they fly all the way up to Denver and then to Florida from there, which, I mean... I don't know how airlines work. I'm sure they do things like that, but they I was do. just they like, do you really couldn't like find a direct flight from like one of the
1: country's biggest cities. You're to- fucking Hannah Montana. You yeah, know? take a fucking private jet. <laughs> What's the point otherwise?
0: <laughs> I I have so many questions about this plane sequence. But me too. So when-,
1: <laughs> when we get there, we'll get there. Um,
0: but. Uh, But Miley then is like, oh, well, Roxy can take me. Duh. I mean, she, you know, she's always who steps in when Robbie Ray can't do it. But Robbie is like, no, this is different. You're going all the way across the country. And if I'm not there, Michaela's manager will just steamroll you. And I'm like, have you met Roxy? Yeah. (laughs) I think she can handle it.
1: (laughs) And this is another time where the. We've talked about this before, is if Hannah had any more of, like, a, like, entourage of a team instead of just, like, Robbie Ray, who is manager and also security, and then just Roxy, who is security. If she had any sort of, like, publicist, anything like that, she would have, like, eight other adults with her, and she would be probably chaperoned just fine.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah. This, I mean... (sighs) This ends up turning into, like, a nice uh, moment between Miley and her dad. However, this is another time where I'm like, okay, A, Robbie Ray's parenting is very inconsistent with when he chooses to be strict and when he is insanely lax. And it's another instance where it's like Miley needs to outsource her manager job to somebody that's not her father. Like, it, it is just like because Robbie Ray basically says that because he can't go then Hannah has to back out of this concert
1: which, which is absurd
0: it would be so expensive for them yeah. to do that and like they would lose you know the tickets that they booked on the plane they lose their payment from the their like concert appearance plus they probably signed a contract to appear there and by backing out they'll have to like pay a larger amount and All of this is because Robbie Ray doesn't like that his daughter is growing up so fast. (laughs) That's the only reason why he doesn't let her go, we find out. Yeah. And that is just, that can't be the deciding factor in these big career decisions.
1: No, it really can't be.
0: It's it's unacceptable, <laughs> really. Like and like I I get where he's coming from, and as like a father daughter plot, yeah, by all means. But like this is her career. Yeah, you know? this was not the you vehicle. You can't let it interfere.
1: Yeah, this was not the vehicle for that. He should have sucked it up. Um, yeah, you know what would have been a really good solution, and I bet she was probably available if they called up Aunt Dolly and was like, "Hey, Aunt Dolly, could you just meet her in Florida?" Um, yeah take care of her from there um as we see later in the episode she's clearly very capable of flying by herself and like changing flight information by herself and like (laughs) changing like getting roxy's information we will get there but that must have been a tsa nightmare um but like you know there are so many things that could have there's so many possible solutions before just pull out of the entire fucking thing Um, Yeah.
0: And I mean, clearly Robbie Ray was not thinking rationally in these moments. He clearly was like only thinking with his like wounded heart. Yeah. Uh, And so but see, this is the problem with having your father who is a widower (laughs) and you're his only daughter. You know, that's the issue with having him be the manager and agent and like every job for your career. Like it's not He's it, feelings will get in the way. Yeah,
1: it's true.
0: <laughs> but so Miley correctly calls him on his bullshit in this yeah. scene and is like, I don't know why you think I can't do this. Um, you know, I've gone to plenty of concerts by myself or just with Roxy, it's really not a big deal. And, and, and he's being very inconsistent about this because again, he is so lax on so many things that he should be strict on and incredibly strict on things that really don't matter. Yeah. (laughs) He's very pick and choose on when he's like a helicopter parent and when he isn't. It's true. But Miley, Miley and Robbie Ray actually have a very like intense fight in this scene. Like they like yell at each other. Yeah. Which, you know. We've had some spats, but like I don't think we've actually seen them like out and out yell at each other. Yeah. Uh, so you know, it's serious. <laughs> yeah. She yells at him that she hates him,
1: which yeah. is intense. But I mean, like I mean, been there. So
0: <laughs> yeah. And she has all
1: been there. <laughs> she clearly regrets it. She spends a lot of time being like, "Oh, I feel bad that I said that. I hated him. It wasn't true." Um. So Disney is able to backtrack on that one. Um. Yeah. Yeah
0: so down at the beach Miley is like venting to Lily about the whole thing and trying not to think about how Michaela's gonna have the concert to herself which I'm like really it's just you two um but Rico has the radio on and it plays Michaela's song. And Miley's like, can you turn it down? And Rico's like very condescending. Like, oh, is it bothering you? And he like cranks it and like stands on the counter of the surf shack and like dances to it. And I have to say like Rico, Rico doesn't even know why it bothers Miley. Like he doesn't know that they have this rivalry and that it's like bad for her career. Rico just is like, oh, this is annoying you okay, I'll be more annoying just for fun. (laughs) There's not even like an ulterior motive behind it. He just is like, eh, I'd rather just have fun.
1: (laughs) You know, there's a certain point where I just respect it, you know? Like, I'm just here to be an agent of chaos.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Because when when he started doing this, I was like, why are you saying this like you know how much it bothers her? But the truth is he doesn't. He just is like a little menace. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So Miley gets a call on her Hannah phone and it's Michaela. They cut to her sitting in a recording studio and this is where her hair is just full Miranda from Lizzie McGuire. It's, it's like straight and normal and it's not dyed in this scene either. It's just all one color. But then she has like two pigtails that are like small pigtails that are just like sections of hair like on top of her head and those are crimped and yeah, it like kind it was, of makes her look like one, a dog. Right? This
1: one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, and she's also wearing like one of those like shirts that has like a solid color and then has like been dyed weird in places and like has rhinestones on it it's like the kind of shirts that like older women wear that they get at like tourist shops
1: you know what i'm talking about yeah um and their their first little spat when Michaela's first thing was like i hate you and your clothing looks like somebody threw up on it but i get Mm -hmm. like I would say that, but it looks like someone already did. I'm like, you look terrible all of the time, Michaela. <laughs> <laughs> Your clothes are terrible and you're bad at singing. Like, <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Her style isn't great. I think it's supposed to be, like, slightly more edgier than Hannah's. Um, but Hannah's style has been pretty good this season so far. Yeah. I mean, like, Lola's the one with the style issues, you know, but even Lola's been improving.
1: Yeah, especially what Hannah was wearing for that interview, I actually thought was quite cute and stylish, so I was like, Michaela, you don't even know what you're fucking talking about, you know?
0: Yeah, Hannah was wearing that blue jacket, um, I think she also wore it in the um, the last episode you were on with the uh, Corey and the House characters, that blue jacket I really like. Me too! I, uh, i would wear that
1: (laughs) i'm like Michaela. i think you just have like you just don't have taste i think is what that means projection issues (laughs) yeah like i think you just don't know what good things are i think your style is just bad and that's okay like you know but you don't have to be mean about it (laughs) (laughs) yeah so Michaela's is basically
0: calling to rub miley slash Hannah's face in the fact that she's gonna, again, take all of her fans
1: at this concert. Miss Hannah, I'm taking all your fans. Yep. <laughs> like, no one says that. Those are not things <laughs> that people say.
0: Uh, Miley gets a good burn-in that she calls her McCockroach <laughs> as opposed to Michaela.
1: <laughs> I like that.
0: Yeah, and then Miley basically... Let's Michaela get her goat and is like, Well, you're not taking my fans because I'm gonna be there. And Michaela's like, You are? And it's like, Yeah, I'm going. And then it cuts to Robbie Ray reading a letter from Miley, essentially being like, I'm on the plane to Florida. I'll take whatever punishment you have for me when I get back because I'm trying to show you that I'm an adult. And I'm like, Okay. There's a difference between being able to go on a plane by yourself at 14, which is perfectly acceptable and, like, not at all a big deal, and being an adult. Those two things aren't mutually inclusive to each other. (laughs) Like, like, they're two separate things. Like, you can be 14 and be responsible enough to handle a lot of things. It does
1: not mean that you're an adult. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's not the right language to use. Um, But this is where I had a lot of, like, TSA questions. Okay. Um, Me so- as well. <laughs> <laughs> My first question, which I think I can probably answer, is if Robbie Ray canceled the flight, like if he canceled the tickets, um, it means that she would have had to schedule them. She would have had to buy more tickets for herself. And as a minor, I don't know if she would have been able to do that or she would have had to trick Roxy into doing it. Mm Um, my guess is that maybe Robbie Ray wasn't so much pain that he didn't do that. Um, yeah, but it's, well,
0: so I, I have a lot of questions because later Robbie Ray and Jackson end up on this same flight. And I mean, I kind of don't even want to touch it until we get there because I have, (laughs) I have so much to say, but it does make me wonder if Robbie Ray didn't cancel the flight. And still had his and Jackson's tickets. And that's why they were able to get on the plane because otherwise it's insane that they were let on that plane.
1: But yeah, but my guess yeah. is that if they had been, then they wouldn't have been in coach. You know, they would have been up in first class. Yeah. With yeah. Everyone else. I mean,
0: I guess you could make the argument maybe knowing that, um, miley and roxy were going by themselves maybe once they got to the airport they like decided to treat themselves an upgrade to first class i don't know
1: either way she's hannah fucking montana like there's <laughs> there is just no reason <laughs> you know Yeah. although, although she's just not like, where she's somewhere? not
0: hannah on this flight though she's herself i guess but like why would they choose to do that it doesn't make any sense to me i don't know <laughs> But, I mean, I mean, we'll get there. I do want to say one more thing about Robbie Ray reading this letter because it it has no bearing on the episode. It just was like, I was confused. So he's in the kitchen. It's like the kitchen set. But he's sitting at like a desk that is It's clearly not the dining room table. It's clearly not the coffee table. It's a desk with like a chair. And it is set up like, any desk in an office where it has, like, a cup of pens and, like, a framed photo. Like, it's clearly, like, a desk, but it's just sitting in their kitchen. <laughs> And we're just supposed to like not consider that. Like, I, don't know. I was very confused by it. And again, it does not matter. I was just like, are they dead ass trying to convince us that they just have this desk in their like living
1: room? It's just his kitchen. With, like, up the chair? space.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm like. <laughs> It drove me a little nuts <laughs> because it so clearly wasn't supposed to be there, but they like just didn't want him to be at a different set. And I'm like, why not just have him read the letter on the couch? Why put this desk with this like full office setup into this set for him to just read this letter? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I just didn't <laughs> like
1: it. It messed with my head i didn't even clock that so thank you like that did not even occur to me i uh, i bought it i bought the kitchen office space you know (laughs) it didn't register to me i bought that world building you know i uh,
0: (laughs) it's just it's odd is what it is it is robbie ray finishes reading the letter and then like calls jackson to take him to the airport And Miley and Roxy are sitting on the plane. The flight's delayed. Miley's being very loud and rude about
1: having to wait. I have to interrupt for just a second. um, Because before they go to the airport, when uh, Robbie Ray is like, Jackson, come here. And Jackson's like, what do you need now? Please, not another sponge bath. Which indicates that Jackson has been Robbie's caretaker, which I think is an absolutely, like, absurdly huge thing to ask of your 16 year old son which is like again another super unfair responsibility that robbie ray has once again put on jackson that they're so rich you mean to tell me they can't just hire a nurse for the day yeah um that's not fair that's not fair to jackson at all
0: you know no i agree also in that scene jackson's wearing a wetsuit for some reason
1: yeah that's never explained (laughs) 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 i was just like i'm just i gotta let it just happen (laughs)
0: then Robbie Ray and Jackson enter the plane and are like hi I'm looking for my daughter to like the flight attendant and I'm like okay okay did 9-11 not happen in the HMU yeah because in in absolutely no world would People just be allowed to walk onto a plane because they're looking for somebody. It doesn't matter if it's your underage daughter. It doesn't matter who you are or how famous you are. You are not getting through security without a ticket or a boarding pass. And you're certainly not getting on a plane that was scheduled to leave like earlier but has been delayed. They're not just going to let you on and they're yeah. certainly not going to take off with you on it. I just, I was like, in what world
1: (laughs) you know when you're a white man in hollywood they let you get away with a lot of shit um Uh, but i don't know you're right that like statistically there's just no like like time wise um in order for them to i assume buy more tickets and oh there were also a lot of empty seats on that flight for
0: (laughs) i know i was very confused and the plane itself so this is where i'm like okay Did Robbie Ray and Jackson get to the airport and buy tickets or did they have their old tickets? Because either way, I listen, I have shown up to the airport late, but within like an hour of when the plane's supposed to take off, I could have made it there. But the thing is, they don't let you print a boarding pass within an hour of a flight taking off. They don't let you do it. So even if you have enough time to get through security and get there, if you get there an hour late or, you know, not an hour late, but within that hour, you're not getting on the plane. You're yeah. not even getting through security. You're having to buy tickets for a later flight. So I'm like, in what alternate universe? I mean, the HMU is the answer, but <laughs> <laughs> but this would never, ever be allowed to happen. Yeah and, and it's not like Miley's an unaccompanied minor. It's not like she's been kidnapped or is being trafficked. She's with a trusted adult who works for her. And also, I mean, flying unaccompanied when you're a minor is not really a big deal. I've done it countless times in my life and I think once you hit either 14 or 15, you even fly alone and they don't even treat you like an unaccompanied minor. You don't even have to have like the escort to the gate or anything. You can just go through, you know, because when when you're flying an accompanied minor, you usually get put on the plane first, like by an escort, and then you're usually the last one off the plane. And there's like a flight attendant who is there in case you need something. Mm -hmm. But once you hit that age, you no longer get that special treatment. You just, you know, go through security, get on the plane, get off, you know, meet whoever's meeting you. And I'm not sure if that's 14 or 15. I don't remember. But in either case, Miley isn't unaccompanied. She's with someone that's essentially family. And she's old enough that, like, it wouldn't be a big deal. Like, Robbie Ray wouldn't be able to say, I'm looking for my daughter who went on a plane without my consent. Like, like, like they wouldn't care. Like, it's like, well, is she, <laughs> is she lying about her age? No. Is she alone? No. You know, is she... Has she been taken from you? No. Like, I just don't think it would happen.
1: The only explanation I can think of is that Miley and Roxy left for the airport and got to the airport like six hours before the plane was supposed to take off so that there was enough time for Robbie to read the letter. And then try to last minute, book a flight. Maybe he got to the airport with like just enough time to spare. Maybe Miley was just like, I got to get out of this house. We got to be there now. Or Miley was like, I'm a little worried about missing the flight. So we have to give ourselves extra, extra time. But here's the
0: thing. The plane was supposed to take off already by the time they get on the plane. Because it's like delayed. Like there's an announcement from the pilot who's like, I'm sorry for the delay, folks. We're still waiting. You know.
1: Oh, so they literally like held the plane for... Robbie is what it sounds like.
0: (laughs) I don't think they did though. They, or is that what the answer is? Because I was like, the plane was supposed to take off already. And everybody was already on board that was going to be on board. And that's why Miley was complaining. She was like, why are we so delayed from takeoff? And then once Robbie, Ray and Jackson get on, they're like, the doors are closed. We're ready for takeoff. But I'm like, but do they even have seats on this plane? You're just saying you're going to Denver even though you didn't pay for it?
1: Well, I wonder because, you know, there were so many fucking empty seats on this fucking flight. <laughs> maybe they, like, were told that there were, like, last-minute ticket purchases. You know how sometimes, like, if a flight is not full enough, they just, like, fucking cancel it? Um, maybe they were just trying to toe the line about whether or not to cancel it. Um I mean, okay, I'll
0: say this. (laughs) All of this stuff would have happened and would have been allowed if it was January 2001. Yeah, that's true. All of this would have been allowed for decades of air flight travel. However, this show takes place in 2007. And after November 2001, everything changed for air travel. You couldn't just walk up to a gate and buy a ticket like you used to. Like, I... I've been rewatching Friends lately and so many times people go to the airport and they just go right to the gate where people are boarding. They buy tickets right there to get on that flight and that doesn't happen anymore. So this is where I'm like, did 9-11 not happen in the (laughs) HMU? Because it seems like there are just no rules. (laughs) It sounds like it's the old days of air travel.
1: (laughs) And that's why it's still so bonkers to me that like, Again, if it was just that she was Hannah Montana, they would do all of that for her. If she was flying mm-hmm. as Hannah, it would all be plausible because she's flying as Miley. It, is, yes. it makes no fucking sense. There was like they could have made it made sense if they thought about it for one goddamn second. And they chose <laughs> not to. They chose violence today. They chose to make me personally <laughs> insane. <laughs> That's, I think, what's, I think that's what's frustrating. I think that's what hurts, you know? I think we, I, you know
0: what? I I genuinely think (laughs) I can say that I have a hypothesis that has evidence to it that 9-11 did not happen in the HMU. I think I am saying that for the record, my current theory, until I am disproven, I will continue to assume that the, that nine 11 did not happen in the HMU.
1: I think we've really cracked open the HMU today. I think we're doing some like really important world building. I think that. we, Yeah. Are. <laughs> I, I think we're
0: really feeling things out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was trying to remember. Cause I, I wrote in my notes while I was watching it. I was like, does this mean that nine 11 didn't happen? Um, <laughs> And I was like, I feel like I asked that about this show before, but I think I had it confused because actually about a year ago, I was re-watching Gossip Girl. And so Rick got to see some Gossip Girl, which he'd never seen before. And he asked me during one of the episodes, did 9-11 just not happen in Gossip Girl? <laughs> no. <laughs> and it was because of a similar thing. It was because of a similar thing with planes. And so <laughs> I think I conflated the two in my head. So now we're starting a larger universe where 911 didn't happen and that includes both Gossip Girl and Hannah Montana.
1: <laughs> I would watch that crossover. Can you imagine? <laughs> I can and I am. <laughs> can you imagine Hannah Montana and Blair Waldorf in the same fucking room?
0: Blair Can you Waldorf imagine would that?
1: eviscerate Hannah Montana. And it would be beautiful. <laughs> she would destroy her to a pulp. <laughs> she would, like, like Hannah and uh, Serena would be brief friends. Like, there would be an arc there. Oh, and there would be absolutely. Some they kind would, of fallout. They out. would
0: go to so many parties together. Serena would, like, corrupt Hannah. Yeah. And then, like, uh, and then Blair would have to, like, clean up the mess because, like, she blackmailed Robbie Ray or Jackson or something or Whatever, Rico would hit on everyone.
1: Yeah, Rico and Chuck Rico Bass. And Chuck
0: Bass. <gasps>
1: Holy shit!
0: Oh my god! Oh boy! This is not a gossip girl podcast, no matter how much I want it to be. Oh my god! Oh man that's that's fun to think about though right oh i bet rufus and robbie ray toured together in the 90s
1: <gasps> holy shit it's all coming together <laughs> it's all coming together baby
0: <laughs> and in gossip girl form lily would be uh miley and jackson's real mother <gasps> yeah she and robbie ray would have had an affair
1: oh my god they'd all be related
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay 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 um <laughs> Jenny and Miley would probably be pretty similar ages at the start of all that.
1: I bet they'd be better friends than Serena.
0: Yeah. I bet I they'd mean, get along. I, yeah. I do fully believe that Serena would be... Jenny and Lily, though, they'd probably get along. Anyway. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> if you're interested in making fan art for pumping up the podcast... Or fan fiction. I would read that fan fiction is oh, the thing. The thing is, there's like fan
0: fiction of literally everything. I, I truly wonder if anybody has made like a Gossip Girl, Hannah Montana crossover fan fiction. Okay, I'm pulling up my phone. Yeah, I'm Googling it right now. Please hold. <laughs> oh, and this reminds me. Oh God, uh, what's the name of who played Jenny? I, I can't remember right now. Um, Taylor Momsen. She was almost cast as Hannah Montana. Really? She like almost had the role
1: um a hundred percent there is gossip girl and hannah montana crossover oh my
0: god like have you actually found some
1: yeah but this looks like it was written by a young young child
0: i mean that doesn't surprise me yeah oh here we go okay well now i know that this exists that's that's a rabbit hole for another time <laughs> For my free time.
1: But if anyone um, is listening, like I am almost willing to commission that, just throwing that out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like a spec script that's like a crossover episode. Yeah. Or where they're set in the same universe. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm really glad I brought that up now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Jackson and Robbie Ray are on the plane. <laughs> Miley hides and attempts to disguise herself as an old woman. It is not good. Sorry,
1: um, dual face. This bathroom is yeah. occupied. Well,
0: she says that like five times. Um, Roxy does confess to Robbie Ray, though, that he's very easy to bamboozle, in her words, and that he still doesn't know that she sneaks over to use their hot tub on the weekends, which I'm like, good for Roxy. That's what I would do. Yeah. I mean, it's the least they can offer her. It's true.
1: <laughs> it really is true.
0: So they do eventually... Uh, find Miley, and they ask to get off the plane. But the flight attendant is like, no, the doors are closed. We are en route to Denver. You are not getting off this plane. And I'm like, oh, so now you draw the line about who gets on and off of planes? Interesting.
1: (laughs) You took the person that you legally let on and then you trapped him there. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Also, they're now taking a minor across state lines in Jackson who... (laughs) probably doesn't have a ticket oh my (laughs) god
1: oh my god
0: (laughs) that's really bad (laughs) so Robbie Ray are escorted to their seats in coach where um somebody keeps like shoving Jackson's seat and this like man falls asleep on him which that's all easily solved like okay maybe you won't mess with the kid because he's got a scary dad but like the man that's falling asleep on you you can absolutely wake him up and be like hey man don't yeah (laughs) like that's that's within your rights as a human being especially because he was
1: on the window seat all he has to do is lean on the window and then it's problem solved
0: just like roll him over yeah (laughs) then like jackson isn't happy with his sitting arrangement and robbie ray's like well blame your sister and jackson is like actually i'm blaming you because you wouldn't let her go and robbie's like she wasn't ready and jackson's like she wasn't Or you weren't. And it's like, (laughs) wow, a serve coming from Jackson. Well, then
1: he's like, yeah, I can be deep. (laughs) That was funny.
0: (laughs) And this is where I was like, I feel like we're getting foreshadowing for that song that Billy Ray Cyrus put out. And I forget, they don't actually like release it as like a duet or anything. I think it's like on a Billy Ray album, this song. But in any case, they then have a transition to the next scene. And the transition is just a still image of a plane. It's not even, like, footage of a plane flying. It's just, like, a picture of a plane. <laughs> it does not move. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. <laughs>
1: they blew all the budget on the montage that comes later when he sings the yeah. song. <laughs> yeah, so,
0: so Roxy tells Mylene to go apologize to her dad. And also to get her some 2% milk for her cookie that she's eating because Roxy likes to dunk. Um, <laughs> Which, like, same. I get it. <laughs> Uh, so Miley goes to find her dad, and Robbie Ray kind of meets her in the middle, and he's like, "Let's sit down. We need to talk." And they sit down in these two open first class seats, and I'm like, "Excuse me." That fucking sent
1: me, you know.
0: <laughs> like, there's this no was one on one the plane. Were like, they were like, "Oh shit, we put them on a plane. They have to have this talk on a plane." Um, <laughs> I'm
1: like, are you fucking joking? You think that they wouldn't yeah. have like made somebody pay to upgrade? Like are you I know. Kidding I'm, me? My
0: issues with how this plane and this airline are operating just know no bounds. I truly am just flummoxed by how this operates. I can't.
1: Um but,
0: I mean, we've clearly established at this point that air travel is very, very different in the HM, yeah. Yeah, like, well, no nine eleven, so well yeah, and I mean even outside of that, who knows how much is different in the airline industry just because it's an alternate universe. Yeah that's and like true. everything's different. Um so maybe it's like totally normal to just have open seats in the first <laughs> class where you can sit down and have a heart to heart. They're like, fuck, we can't put them on the porch of the house. Uh <laughs> we can't just get them off the plane for this yeah. conversation. We've established they are. In route to Denver. Um, But so... (laughs) Robbie hands her a barf bag. And he's like, I want you to have this. And he wrote a song on the barf bag. Like, just now. Like, at his seat. Like, ten minutes. Yeah. He just pounded it out. And not only did he write the lyrics, he clearly also came up with, like, the full melody for it. Because he starts singing it to her. And... It's the song Get Ready Get Set Don't Go and it as he starts singing it it cuts to like a montage of photos and videos from like actual Miley's childhood with her dad. I didn't need and- that. I didn't need it. <laughs> I mean I mean it's nice but like it's so jarring compared to like the rest of the show. It's like and a it doesn't little, seem to have any precedent. Like, like what was the occasion for this, you it, know?
1: It was a little too pandering for me. I was like, this is... No, I,
0: I agree. I'm not into the sort of, like, um, like, deliberate plays for audience emotions. That doesn't really affect me.
1: Um, yeah, this felt like it was only for Billy Ray, you know? Or moms everywhere. Yeah. Um- <laughs> the, the, who are also the fans of Billy Ray yes
0: <laughs> uh, so he sings this little song which again he literally just wrote and then he says that when the plane lands in Florida oh no when the plane lands I have it wrong in my notes when the plane lands in Dan- in Denver he's getting off the plane but Miley's gonna keep going to Florida which by herself makes no
1: sense just stick it out and go to Florida at that point you know like you've I mean, been walking around still injured yeah but he was walking around just fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> but Take a couple uh, call it a day. <laughs> yeah, I mean
0: it is interesting. Uh, but I it's a nice gesture. He's like, Well, we'll talk about you doing this when we get home, but you're gonna go to Florida by yourself because I trust you and you can handle it. And uh Miley says that she'll save the barf bag with the lyrics on it forever, but then Roxy immediately takes it because shrimp and cookies are a bad combo. <laughs> Which I don't know that they necessarily are. I mean, like unless the shrimp has gone bad. Well, unless
1: you're like putting the shrimp on top of the cookie and eating it at the same time. I mean, I just don't think it would taste good. Yeah. But I like don't know why she ate so much. Well, she had a clear like several like it was courses you know she didn't like eat them at the same time she had her shrimp course and then later on there was the cookie course i don't know it doesn't matter i don't
0: know why that would make her barf i don't know i don't know it was also unclear
1: whether or not the plane was even moving so (laughs) (laughs) it might not have even taken off which would be so much funnier because it would have meant that literally 45 seconds would have passed by and he wrote the song in 20 (laughs) seconds yeah
0: But so, yeah, and then back at the house, Robbie and Lily just watch the concert on TV. Robbie's back in, like, the flat back machine. And Lily is stressing that, like, Miley blew Michaela off the stage. But we never actually see it, and we never actually hear Miley's voice. So, like, they didn't actually, like, they did this, like, after the fact. But I really wanted, as we mentioned earlier, I would have at least liked a shot or, like, you know... Give us 10 seconds of Hannah performing a song for this crowd and like Michaela standing off stage like looking pissed. Like like that's all it needed, you know.
1: Yeah, it didn't even need to be it could have been like instead of like we watched the concert on TV, it could have been them watching the concert on TV. We wouldn't have even needed to see it if we could just hear the audio of like Yeah. Ha- uh, miley doing some sort of crack on stage like Tim michaela like that's all yeah. i needed but we deserved yeah. something after that fucking montage of baby pictures the least mm-hmm. they could have done was give us this
0: yeah this is this is like a very classic example of like my biggest gripe with hannah montana which is that they hype things up to the hilt and then at the end of the episode they just like drop it And like, it's over and it takes all of the like excitement out of it. And this, like I said, this, this was a pretty solid episode, but that does leave us kind of hanging where it's like, we don't even get to see the big thing that the whole episode hinged on. So I would have liked to have seen that, but in any case, the very last bit of the episode is Jackson out on the deck with Rico in the workout machine and Jackson cranks it up. Rico goes flying all the way onto the beach, like past the surf shack. But he loved it. He was like, let's go again. He he thought it was really fun. I'm and just that's like,
1: it. like if Robbie got so injured after just going over the fence, Rico would be dead, you know? Ne- Rico would have like snapped his little neck. He would have been. I, down I for mean, the probably,
0: cow. but but he's like a scrappy little guy. I don't know.
1: <laughs> his bones are still <laughs> still <laughs> <so> <laughs> malleable, you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: But uh, but yeah, that's the episode. Anything we didn't touch on that we need to address? I feel like we got pretty deep into it. But <laughs> I I also didn't. I wasn't as specific with my notes as I sometimes am.
1: Yeah. Um. I I. We've just talked about it a lot, but uh, I wanted to see Michaela get her comeuppance, especially because Michaela's literally her only personality trait is that she is mean to Hannah. Like, yeah, the yeah. only thing about her is like, I'm going to steal your fans and there's nothing else to my character. Um,
0: I mean, we do get like several more episodes with her. So I'll be interested to see how things evolve uh, throughout this story. I, you know, I do wish we'd gotten a little bit of it in this episode, especially because I don't know how much they'd actually planned for her to be a recurring character. Um, So if this had been the only appearance of her, it would have landed pretty flat just because there was no resolution to that piece of the plot. Yeah. I mean, they tell us that there's resolution, but like show don't tell guys. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anything else?
1: No, I think that's it for me.
0: (laughs) We, you know, we really expanded
1: what we know <laughs> about the HMU today. Um, if anyone out there writes uh, Hannah Montana gossip girl fan fiction crossover, uh, post it on Twitter. Please tag me. <laughs> I gotta know. <laughs> I gotta read it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I assume your offer still stands for that um, Roxy as Black Puma fan fiction as well.
1: 100%. Yeah. absolutely (laughs) fan art fan fiction like i am i would love to see that content i really would
0: (laughs) okay great well uh that's it (laughs) (laughs) thank you again for joining me alana
1: oh we i always have fun (laughs)
0: <laughs> where can people find
1: you? Yes, I'm very existent on the internet. You can find me on pretty much all social media handles at Alana Fine Woman. That is on TikTok, on Twitch, on uh, Instagram, on Twitter. I also run my own podcast called It's Broadway Bitch, where my friend Christina, who hates musicals, sits down with me, who loves Broadway musicals, and I force her to like them, and we talk about it. That is available wherever podcasts are available. You can also follow that on social media at it's broadway bitch on instagram and twitter no i in bitch well there
0: you go uh thanks so much to all of you for tuning into today's episode of pumping up the podcast i hope you'll join us next week where we will be discussing season two episode 14 everybody was best friend fighting
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's so dumb yeah i
0: know (laughs) <laughs> so yeah join us for that uh if you want to find us online we're on twitter at pumping up the pod instagram at pumping up the podcast i'm on twitter at lovely lisey instagram at after that does it we'll see you next week and until next time keep on pumping up the party